this is the last that anyone hears from me. I'm at 82 Oak Street, Edgerton, Wisconsin, right on the lake. I am so, so far from my home. <laughs> and anyone that I've ever loved. To break it down for you, I'm in, uh, I'm in a, a lake house room with my good friends Alex and Josh. We just made a seven-hour journey from, from our hometown to, uh, to Edgerton, Wisconsin for a tennis tournament. And the events which have transpired are nothing short of miraculous. <laughs> we we, uh, ran, we ran with a fella named Joel. And he He's could, still with us. He could, <laughs> he could be right outside our door. In fact, I assume he is. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you say hi, uh, Long story short, the car ride was good. We listened to a lot of music and cried, and Joel asserted that he was 18 years old on multiple <laughs> occasions for reasons that I'm still trying to figure out right now. They're a bit of an alibi or <laughs> some way that we can identify him. Uh, <coughs> on our journey, we, uh, we come to find out that the tennis tournament we're coming to compete in doesn't exist. <laughs> there is no tennis tournament. Joel to get us out here. So besides Joel being a serial killer, the trip was pretty good. Um, I laughed a lot. I cried a lot. And uh, and I'm here safely. At least I think so. This could be not real. So this isn't going to be a long intro. Um, my head's a little fuzzy right now because I don't feel safe. <laughs> I'm just going to try my best to win some tennis matches and also get out with my life unscathed. But that's not what's important. What's important is my guest, which is Adrian Moreau, makeup effects artist. Has his own shop. Worked on movies like uh, Pet Cemetery, Vice, Mother, The Fountain, Sicario. The list goes on and on. He's been in the business for several decades now. And uh, yeah, we chatted about his work on The Lighthouse, which just came out. And this is a, a really, really good movie that I enjoyed thoroughly. And honestly, the way I felt watching The Lighthouse is quite similar to the way that I feel right now. Uh, <laughs> terrified, uneasy, unsure, and just left wondering, is there more? Um, I highly recommend it. Probably my movie of the year. And Adrian has quite the story that I'm, I'm thankful that I had the chance to, uh, to have shared with me. So that's all for me, Alex, if you have any remarks, because this is probably the only intro I'll have with another person. Um, Let me know what you think. I just want to talk to my mom for a second. <laughs> I just wanted to know that I am okay. And if you hear anything, just, just He's coming. Just keep just keep listening to the podcast. It's a good episode. So that's all. Uh, thank you if you listen. I appreciate it dearly. And I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. Um, tell your loved ones how you feel about them when you have the chance to. And uh, check your surroundings at all times. Please, just a reminder to lock your doors and windows <laughs> for any unknown jewels roaming about. They're breeding like, like wildfire. It is bad luck to kill a seabird. Here is my interview with Adrian Moreau. Saturday treating you. It is Saturday, I guess. I, uh, uh, this is 
Saturday in front of the computer screen doing creature design for my next movie with uh, Sony Pictures. What film is that? Well, I can't. I can't oh, oh, talk oh, about it yet. oh. Well, are you excited for it? Can you say that? I'm always excited for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm always excited about all the projects that we that we work on. It's uh, <clears throat> it it's uh, there's always like an angle for for everything that we that we work on. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, that 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 makes it enjoyable. That, that sounds kind of lame, but, it, but it's true. <laughs> hey. I have been so excited to talk with you. I have so many, so many things I want to chat about. I'm, I'm just geeked right now. So okay. I, I guess, uh, I guess I can leave it up to you what you'd like to dive into, whatever's on your mind right now. But we can start well, with the you, lighthouse, you, if you please. Sure, absolutely. Tell me how it came, how you came to get on the project, what it was like, yada yada yada, whatever your heart desires. Hold on, a second. I'm just gonna put a. Working as I'm as I'm talking to you. Hold on, I'm just gonna put a headphone in my ear. Can you hear? Yeah, I can hear you even better now. So that's great. Okay, perfect. Because I'm talking even better. (laughs) Uh, How did I get a bath on on the lighthouse? um, Just woke up one day. Hey, got it. Yeah, yeah. As as it often is, like I, a lot of people, it's it's often like a through mutual connection. People are sorry. I just drank a uh, Coca Cola and I still have like a lumpy throat. Give oh, me one second. No worries. <clears throat> okay, there you go. Um, yeah, it, it's like. Usually, the first thing that people can do is that they contact me to find the info on the website, and that's how they get in contact with me. Mm-hmm. But it's not because oh, I'm needed. Like they, they didn't do a Google search <laughs> looking for makeup effects provider, and then they stumble <laughs> upon my name. That's rarely the way it works. Um, it's often because they were looking specifically for me. Uh, and the producer on the show gave me a call, and he was like, "Oh, Adrian, we're." Uh, we're going to be shooting this movie uh, from the director of The Witch, which I've seen. Uh, when did that come out? Like about two years ago, and I, I really think so, loved yeah. it. Um, and then, uh, and then he was like, "So immediately the second I said that, uh, like I didn't even read the script, I was like, I'm in for <laughs> sure.'" And um, and then he was like, "Well, the director." Uh, he was like, where are you located right now? I was like, well, I was in, I'm in L.A. Um, he was like, well, the director is going to be there in, uh, in, in two weeks from now, so would you guys like to meet? So I went to meet Robert at the hotel, I believe, where he was staying. Um, and then we had a, a discussion for about like, maybe like two hours where we went over the the script, they sent me the script, as they usually do, and then we went over the different elements of the script, what his vision was, uh, talked about this and that, like, just not only about the, uh, the movie, I was, I was intrigued about this, uh, <laughs> I basically did a, a podcast interview with him about The Witch, because I, I was a fan, so mm-hmm. I had, like, so many questions, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's often the thing that's great about this job, uh-huh. to be 
it's not only like because I love to do makeup effects beyond anything else in the world, but it's also because I get to meet so many incredible people. Right. So, so example, like the movie that I that I'm working on right now is uh, uh, Kevin Williams is producing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's always on set. I'm always chatting with him about, wow. like, about Scream, about his influences, like all that thing that he's worked on. I'm like, wow, this is, this is so awesome that I get to <laughs> talk with all those people. So the interview with Robert was, was a bit like that. He probably, he was probably, I'm surprised that he called me back because he's like, wow, that guy is a complete geek. What the hell? Like, <laughs> I probably scared him. <laughs> so, so anyway, we chatted for about two hours and then you, you never know how things are going to go. Like, did, did I make a good impression? Right. Did things go well? I'd like, who knows? And, um, but they, they gave me a call back. Like, the producer was like, well, uh, Robert really liked, um, really liked the, the, uh, your approach on the thing. He liked that you seem to be very, uh, uh, motivated by the, by the script and by the, what we, the, the potential of the characters that we can create for them, the different characters that we can create for the for the movie. So, uh, and then you're like, there you go, you got the job. And Yay! Then, Yay! And what is super what's the demeanor of a guy like that, Robert? Because his films just shake me to my core. <laughs> I'm curious if he's like, I just picture him like having constant like grayscale makeup on. And just wearing like a a long trench coat or <laughs> like, something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would, uh, like you would completely like you you would imagine that you would completely fit in the uh, the group of uh, of goth kids from uh, from South Park. <laughs> yeah, that's what I picture. Uh, yeah, no, but he he's not. He sort of looks like a hipster. He looks like a he's a good looking guy, like uh, good looking right. guy, like very hipster, like the the kind of like the short haircut, like nice nicely quaffed. And a super thick, like Quaffed. manly beard. Uh, yeah, he seems like a beard like, guy. That he makes beard movies. Yeah. No, no, you, well, totally. Like uh, it goes with it. Like I'm wondering if he's going to stop making beard movies when he's got a shape. That is a good question. Actually, I should. In the middle, if I ever work again with him, I'll come with one of those old peanut um, battery-operated clippers, and I'll clip a chunk <laughs> of his beard. If it changes the direction, the whole movie just shifts. <laughs> no, the whole movie he's gonna he's gonna do a Marvel movie from that. So this is the secret then to his his successful filmmaking is his facial hair. I'll think. I, I believe think so. It's a that. bit like Samson <laughs> in, in the Bible. <laughs> oh. Um, so so yeah so uh, I. Yeah, I was told by girls at on set uh, that that he was like he's a good looking guy. So <laughs> good looking guy, very very quiet, uh, very very quiet. Like speaks uh, very calm. Like he's a very calm guy. He's very mm-hmm. soothing when you're around him. So that's wonderful um, to hear. Uh, hmm. And then uh, so yeah, so we, we got the job, and 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 of course, like the thing that's that's always difficult when you end up with a job is because now you have to match uh, the you know when you're doing like a, you're trying to sell yourself mm-hmm. uh, when you go and meet with a director like that with the producers and and of course like I'm 
I'm like like I said, I'm I'm a geek, so so <laughs> when I read, okay, there's a mermaid in the thing. I'm oh, like, oh yeah, this is cool. I've never made a mermaid. I want to do a mermaid. Let's see what can we do that's going to be better than any other mermaids I've seen in in movies. So I was like, well, the thing that would be cool is when she's swimming, if all of the scales that are on the uh, the fish scale and thing would be individually uh, sort of glued on so that when she bends her tail, like it actually sort of like moves and, and, and a bit of a ripple effect kind of thing. Like just like if you're taking like a real fish uh-huh. uh, without looking, without looking like something that's made for, uh, for like a, basically in high school, you know, <laughs> like what, like like making it look real and and have a little bit of an iridescence to the paint job and all that stuff. And I'm as I'm selling that because all of those ideas are sort of popping in my mind as I'm selling this to the director. Like I have no clue how we're gonna do this. Like I'm just like I'm just just words come out of my mouth. <laughs> and then you and then and then I'm like as I'm as the words are flowing out, I'm like. Oh, this is kind of a cool idea. I'd be excited if I was him. Like, I'm excited. Like, uh, like if I don't get the job, I'll try to build one for myself just because it sounds fun <laughs> and it sounds really challenging. And then, and then when you walk away from the meeting, you're like, "Well, I think I completely blew that. I probably scared <laughs> the guy for one thing." <laughs> and then, and then, well, good thing I didn't get the job because I I have no clue how we would have built that mermaid tail the way I described it <laughs> and then the phone rings a few days later and you're like you got the job and you're like oh no what I do shit I gotta do you know, this like, <laughs> <laughs> shit I gotta do this exactly so what did you so feel when you first read the script well like I, I haven't read the script so I'm not sure what it looks like but for such a have you, have you, have you seen the movie yes I have seen the film did you, did you like it oh my you god you don't have to say yes it's not my film no I absolutely adored it this is right up my alley I, I, it was a I lot. Sort of wished that, <laughs> I, I sort of wished that I wouldn't have uh, almost like not have been involved with it. Right. Uh, does that like make it I, I was, different? Was that? Like does it... Well, it, it, right. It, it, it's just that like the, the I didn't get the same uh, reaction to it as I did for The Witch. Uh-huh. The Witch, I didn't know what I was getting into. When I saw that, I was like, I was really unsettled it's kind of a movie that that creeps into your brain and stays there for days hard afterwards. yeah <laughs> yeah and uh it's very hunting it's a good word and uh and uh this one and it's probably because i had to read the script uh because i knew the ins and out of the movie i i didn't feel that when i went to see the movie so i was just like i'm and i'm wondering how Somebody who knows nothing about the movie would react. And I know that all the reviews are really good. The, 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 the reviews on YouTube that I've seen are mm-hmm. all very good as well. Well, I loved it, man. So, like, honestly, I I eat that kind of thing up. Like, sometimes I just see a movie trailer or, like, an idea, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to love this. And, like, obviously, Willem and Robert are just, like, phenomenal. So... It was it was everything I expected and also nothing of what I expected. All I was told beforehand is that the feeling you get watching it is very similar to the feeling that you get when you see the film Mother and also 
saw that you worked on that and i'm geeked to talk about it yep. so, so we'll we'll get there i guess but but yeah that's the one yeah. thing i was told and i was like wow because i've seen mother like probably 10 plus times now because that movie is just a very good experience for me and i was like i don't know if i'm ready again for something like that because it it just takes a lot out of you but i well, i loved it yeah, well, that, that's really interesting. Like, I, I know that I don't think that felt the same way with with reading the witch, but see, mother, when I read the script for that, uh, I I almost had like problems breathing, and I and I don't have any I don't have any breathing uh, <laughs> problems normally. Like, it's you felt claustrophobic reading the script. Like you felt <laughs> like you were you were encased, and 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 so like it was. It was the closest thing I've read to, to like an actual nightmare. When, when you're <laughs> yeah, it's like a fever dream. Like you don't you don't get any brevity. You don't get to stop and say, "Oh, what happened in that scene?" Let's sit and think on it. It's like, actually, we're yeah. just gonna we're gonna immediately go to the next thing, and it's gonna be ten times worse than the thing that you just saw. Yeah, which is like yeah. I've so, I've watched that movie with people, and they did not like it. like Mother specifically. They did not like it because it like it's like overwhelming for some people. Yeah. Like if you've had panic attacks and stuff, that's kind of what it feels like because it just doesn't stop and you're like what the hell? What the wait, what? <laughs> and it just keeps going. But I love that. Like the fact that a movie can make you feel that is just oh, so good. So good to me. Yeah, and I think that uh I think that Darren sort of uh craves on on Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. kind of uh that, that, that kind of like he really he really gets excited at, at getting that kind of reaction from, from people <laughs> watching his movies. Um, so yeah, so like I like the script. Uh, I like the the, the ideas. I, I can't say that I got the same feeling as for mother, right? But I I, I trusted that um, that Robert would get something great out of it. And then to to tell you the truth, it's not it's not so much about the maybe the way the script was written. I don't think that I'm especially good at seeing what the potential for a movie is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just by reading the script, and, and often what happens is that I'm sort of reading it in diagonal, like especially because we always have like something projects going on at the same time. So I'm always sort of like I kind of read the, the thing, I skip over dialogues, I, I and then my eye my eyes catches on to whatever specific like makeup effect that there should be. Right. And then I and then I and so that's often the way I and then I'll reread it at some point, but. Uh, more on with a professional angle in mind, where it's like, okay, this and this and this needs to be done. Um, so if if we're and that is like, it's not always like that, but if I'm only taking care of the makeup effects in the movie, because it's it's often just like it's a few beats in the movie. It's not like the entire time. If I'm if I'm doing like a movie where I'm handling the entire makeup department right, something right. different because I'll be there all the time I need to know how everything interlaces with everything else so I need to make sure that it's not only like isolated you know, gags here and there which was the case mm-hmm. with, the, with the lighthouse so did you do um, like <clears throat> did you do just mermaid stuff or did you also do like the makeup application for like both actors and like what? What no, was the? That, I wasn't doing. I wasn't doing that. There was uh, somebody else on, on set taking care of that. Mm-hmm. We built like um, for some reason, like William Defoe seems to have like a, a weird obsession with wearing 
fake teeth. <laughs> so so we so we build uh, dentures for him, and oh. they look really good. Actually, I sort of forget about that until I until I was watching the movie last week, and I was like, "Oh, he has that space between his teeth." <laughs> yeah, they look good. Oh, wait, I, 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 I saw that. the trivia. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so we did the mermaid with his teeth. We did at some point. There's this weird thing where uh, Robert Pattinson gets into a fight with him, and 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 uh, and uh, Willem turns into this weird octopus sea demon thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for a fraction <laughs> of a second, it's really bizarre. Uh, it's sort of, like watching it in the movie. It sort of reminded me of uh, you know that scene in um, Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. Where they end up. Have you seen that movie? Yes, with John Candy and Steve. Well, with John Candy, exactly. Where, Classic. Where they get. Uh, Can't wait to see how you relate uh, this to the lighthouse. <laughs> okay. Well, you remember, like, where John Candy, like, Steve Martin is sleeping in the car, and then John Candy takes the wrong exit or the entrance on the highway, and he ends up, like, being going against traffic. Yes. yes. And they end up going between the two cars, the two trucks, and then. Uh, Steve Martin looks over to his uh, to his left, I guess, where John Candy is driving the car. Turns with our, towards him, and he's dressed up as a demon, kind of laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of it's sort of like that, where he, he gets into a fight, and the guy turns into a a sea demon. So we build that makeup for them. Wow. Uh, yeah, I remember just a flash day. of a second where Willem's naked and. His eyes are the lighthouse's light, and he's like, yep. "God, I, I, <laughs> I wish I could just sit in that frame for a moment because I saw it far too, far too quickly." <laughs> yeah, that's that's really weird as well. There's a there's a, <clears throat> a bunch of tentacles also that are uh, slithering around. Oh yeah, yeah. When when uh, Robert Pattinson is trying to spy on the see what's going on in the lighthouse. Yeah, were those real? Uh, yep. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, we've done that. They fish out like a uh, a uh, a head out of the crab cage. Yeah. Um, was that supposed so to we, be? Will was that like Willem's head, or was that just supposed to be a random head? No, it's just a random head. Okay, because for some reason, like I, I obviously wasn't in the best state of mind while seeing it, so I was trying to keep whatever remnants of sanity I had. I was like, "Wait, is that Willem? What?" <laughs> so that's, that's yeah, good to know. Well, I'm guessing, like, you know, like, Robert Pattinson mentions that uh, Willem Dafoe killed the previous, his previous assistant. Yeah, So yeah. it could be that guy. In the same way, also, like, he finds a floating body in the, in the water. That's oh. some sort of weird dream sequence. God, I gotta see that again, man. I might go see it tonight, you know? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I gotta go, actually. Um, so, so... That we've built that dummy as well. Uh, then there, what else was there? There's Robert Pattinson at the end when he's all um, uh, when he's all being eaten away by the by the seagulls. Yeah, I was curious how you did that. And, it, and all of his guts are are uh, so we've built that. How did you do that? Because it's it's obviously him, right, laying there. Yep. Yep. Uh, what we've done is that we we've done it in two passes. We've done a makeup on Will, uh, on uh, on Robert with his eyes all pecked, pecked out like that. Uh-huh. 
Um, and then we we built a fake torso that was all eviscerated mm. that were that was filmed in the same spot with the same uh, motion camera. So that way that could be all emptied out and it had the same position as uh, as gotcha. uh, Robert. Okay. And we filmed it in two different passes and and those two were were put together afterwards. It looked brilliant. Uh, so. Uh, thank you. Uh, we have that. What else did we have? Um, the uh, mermaid. So, a couple questions about the mermaid. First of all, the mermaid genitalia. What's what's yeah. uh what's up with that? <laughs> what's up? Uh, that was Robert's idea. He wanted to do like a a shark a shark vagina, I guess. Yeah, I read that he was like um, researching yeah. shark vaginas. <laughs> Oh, you read that? Yeah, I was I was just going through the trivia because I was just trying oh. to figure some things out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you almost don't see it in the in the, in the movie because it happens like really. Oh, it's like so fast. There's just like what looks like a a phallic <laughs> object, <laughs> real yeah. quick. Yeah, and they, I, mean, I think they call it is it the pelvic fin, but they call that or something like that. You know what? I don't. And know. they. <laughs> And, uh, and so we have, so we've made that and we had like a little air bladder inside that would make some, that would make it like pulsate as well. <laughs> and, and the way when the, the shot, the way the shot was done originally, so the hand would remove like the, the seaweed of the face, the hand would go down uh-huh. towards the breast of the, the mermaid and then kind of go down. And when it's about to touch the, uh, the vagina of the, of the mermaid, then well, then you would have like a weird kind of like pulsation like, like that and then it would <laughs> remove his hand like in a, a bit of a uh, right be scared by it so uh but i guess that they've cut that out um <laughs> there's going to be an extended version it's going to be like <laughs> just two seconds extra in the extended version <laughs> yes <laughs> shark vagina <laughs> fans unite <laughs> yeah exactly exactly what they the scene that didn't want you to see that was too, uh, <laughs> I too shocking see. for movie theaters. Um, oh, there's so, there's uh, a moment, and I don't know if I imagined this, but when he's when he has her breast in his hand, he like rubs his yep. thumb, and it looks like her nipple disappears. Did that? Is that? Did that happen? And did you have anything to do with it? <laughs> the disappearing nipple? No, I don't know. I think that that's. Uh, <laughs> That's, that's I, that was your your own fantasy right there. I need answers. <laughs> I need, <laughs> he, so he puts his thumb on her nipple and like rubs it down, but when he does that, the skin there's no nipple there anymore. It looks like the nipple just falls well, off. But it's so quick. I, I'm gonna have to. I, I'm gonna have to ask my assistant because that's his hand doing that. Because like right, he uh, that's, <laughs> that's not even Robert's hand. That's that's my assistant's hand oh. was going over. and uh so i'm gonna have to ask him like what he did with uh with Valeria's the, nipple. yeah what'd you do with it <laughs> he still yeah. got it <laughs> um oh that and movie the, the thing that was the thing that was really that was really unfortunate is that and and you know like when you build that that mermaid tail and, and despite the the brilliant pitch i did to robert in that hotel <laughs> telling him that I was going to pull that off the entire time that you're building that thing, like I've I've never done something like that. I've never done something where we were going to have an actress that can actually swim in a in, in a uh, in a fake rubber tail, like mm-hmm. fake fish tail, like that. 
Um, so it that was my main worry. I wasn't too worried about like the the aesthetic of it because we always pulled that off pretty well. Right. But but then like once we we actually went with a, in a pool with Valeria to, to try that on, I was really afraid that we, we had divers around her and stuff like. Mm-hmm. I was really afraid that she would put that on, get into the pool, and then she would just sink at the bottom with it, and, <laughs> and she would drown. And that, that would be, be a bummer. End of, uh, <laughs> the end of uh, Valeria, but more sadly, uh, the end of my career. Uh, <clears throat> um, and, uh, and yeah, and, and much to my surprise, once we, we got the air out, like and everything that I had thought of and planned for the tell we had a little bit of a flat that was velcroed in the uh in the inner it was sort of like a a, a monofin uh specifically made monofin that she would slide her feet in, into mm-hmm. that would allow her to uh, uh to maneuver the uh uh, the tail properly and uh, the extremity of the tail and then what I was afraid is that once she's in there if there was a little bit of air that would stay in there oh. that she would be sort of like floating upside down yeah but we needed to have like a uh, we needed to have like a uh, this was like a flap that we could open up so that we could let the air out and we did like everything worked well and then she started swimming and much to my surprise only she didn't drown good thing <laughs> uh, and then she was actually super fast. Like it took her like two <laughs> seconds. As she was passing all the divers, like that fin. Really, we should commercialize that fin because it really worked. She she could swim like so well, and it's too bad because you you only see like a fraction of a second of it in the movie. It's just a damn like, shame. See, like, yeah, because really it worked. It worked really well, and we filmed we filmed her like for an entire day. So there's a lot of footage of her like swimming in this like deep sea like deep diving pool in Nova Scotia it worked really well cool how was how was being on set I heard it was terrible you heard it was why is that I just saw that the weather was like pretty much the weather like there was not much weather feigned and that actors were getting sick and and yada yada but hey Uh, this is just a bunch of he said she said well, the thing is, is very possible uh, that it was like that. I know that Nova Scotia in general, especially during winter, like when they when they shut like that, was this can be miserable. Uh, and they were right by the like they built that that lighthouse it wasn't really a, a real lighthouse. Yeah, the yeah. House and the lighthouse just for the for the movie. So they might have chosen like a spot that was especially miserable weather wise. Um, thankfully for me, just like, like I've told you, like we had, our effects are just like a few beats in the movie. Right. So I was not there all the time. Like I, and, and being the, the owner of the shop, I have the luxury of just coming in when it's, uh, when it's the good moments. Mm-hmm. And if, and if the, uh, I call in and I'm like, so did she drown? No. <laughs> okay. Did it look good? Did it look good? Okay, that, well, it looked great. <laughs> okay, I'm going. I'm getting on the plane. I'm flying. I'll be there tomorrow. Great. I'll take the accolades when uh, when uh, everybody's uh, happy with it. <laughs> oh my goodness! What do you actually make the like? What do you you? 
I don't even know where to begin to ask about about the things you create. Like, what what sort of materials and like do you have to draw them out? How how does the process look to actually start making like prosthetics and stuff? Making prosthetics, uh, or any of the effects the, that you do. Uh, the usually the process starts with a a uh, a, a creative process starts with a, a brilliant pitch with the director where <laughs> I oversell myself. A brilliant and humble and pitch. The, and, and a humble pitch, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and then I um, and then usually well anyway, I, I start before I, I before I even go and meet the director, usually I I I do a bunch of designs prior to the the, meet, the first meeting. Mm-hmm. I almost do that this I'm pretty lucky because when I started in the in the movie industry, I started as a storyboard artist and illustrator for movies. Hmm. I, I wanted to do makeup effects, but I had no connection in the in the industry. So for me, uh, like I was already doing not that I was I had never done makeup effects. I, I had done I've been doing that since. I'm 11 years old, but I, I I didn't know like who would hire me as a makeup effects artist. So, but I knew that uh, movie studios didn't need illustrators to do to do stuff like storyboard and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was a, that was a bit of a of an easy or easier foot in. Uh, so it seemed that at that, that time. But as much as I I don't consider myself or I don't really like working as an illustrator professionally. I have to admit that it came in really, really handy. Yeah. Like even to this to this day, like it's one of the main things. It, it, for one thing, it separated me from a lot of my uh, colleagues in, in the big makeup effects shops where I work, because most people, when they can sculpt, it doesn't mean that they can draw. And, and drawing is a really good tool for making presentations mm-hmm. to the studios and stuff. So immediately that that sort of like separated me from thing and a lot of makeup effects shop owners also need to hire designers or, or illustrators to do any sort of um, uh, concept right. designs and that that means that it it immediately uh, it, it is costly even after you read a script and if you're going to meet a director that means that you're out of pocket uh, pocket if you don't get that job because you need to hire a, like an illustrator to do your right. concept designs and stuff. So usually, usually like people will wait until they get the job to get the the, the design start, the process started. But for me, because that's that's my that's my main like that's the foundation of my of, of who I am as an artist was an illustrator. So often when I'm on the plane uh, going to the meeting, I'm already doing constant designs uh-huh. that are that are looking like professional rendering. And that's when I show up to the meeting the first time around, I already have like a bunch of designs made for each character and the, and the thing. And, and that often helps, uh, I guess, like my candidacy for the, uh, or uh, my presentation and getting and uh, getting the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the design process starts there. When I show up, like already, like I can see what kind of response I'm getting from the director to different uh, ideas I'm submitting. And then from that, once 
there is a casting done that's official, which is we can vary. Sometimes they already have the casting. Sometimes they they're going to wait until the very last minute. Once they have the the, the casting, then I take I meet with them. I do uh, a series of molds of their bodies. If it's like doing mermaid tail, right? Uh, uh, or heads or different body parts that you have to modify, uh, and then. From the pictures that I that I have, then I can actually do accurate designs that are going to be that are adapted to whoever the performer is going to be. Mm-hmm. So then I they, they can, then I make adjustments. Once I get a seal of approval from the directors, the producers, the studio, then I go ahead and I we start like sculpting the pieces that I, that I that I drew in clay over the actor's body cat. So now, so you have to think about that. You have the, the body cast or body parts, clay on top that's sculpted to look like the, <coughs> the character you've designed. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then what you do is that you do a mold of that sculpture. So if you open up your mold and you put it back on top of the cast of the actor, after you cleaned out all the clay that was your sculpture, now you have your head, you have a void where the clay was, and you have your the mold of, the, of that sculpture. While that void between the, 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 the life gas and the, and the mold is being filled with rubber, often silicone, sometimes with foam latex, whatever rubber is gonna be, it's gonna be mm-hmm. suitable for your your effect and uh, and then you demold that so on the inside you have the cast of the actor and the negative impression and the out, uh, the outside of the sculpture you've done so if you've done your jo- your job properly and it's glued on to the face or the body of the actor well when they're going to move every expression or body movement should be translated right to the external sculpture that you've done so that's the basic process mm-hmm. in, in a few sentences how did you even come to like like, did you have to, did you school for that? Did you, or does it just sort of come along as you, as you continue to sculpt? Because it feels like a super uh, different process than just like learning how to draw, you know? Yeah, there's a, there's like a million, there's a million ways to, to get to your goal. Like, just like most things in life, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like some people go to school for that. For me, at the time where I, I started doing that, which was the early '80s. There was not there was not really any school, um, so I, I've learned mostly by myself uh, by looking at pictures and, and books. Ooh. I didn't speak English until I was twenty twenty one years old. Oh, so, goodness! You're from Canada, right? Yeah, I'm from Canada with uh, with my parents from France. So uh, wow, I didn't, uh, um, colorful. So so when I was uh, yeah, so when I was growing up, like not speaking English, like I was reading, I was looking at magazines, and the only thing I could see, like Fangoria magazines, I could see the pictures, not mm-hmm. understanding what was written underneath, and I was trying to figure out what was going on and how they were doing things just by looking at pictures. So you would see uh, Tom Savini with uh, in his in his shop. And yeah, I wanted to ask you about him because you you came into contact with him right when you started started pursuing this. 
I I did. I I've met him at the um, at a Fangoria convention actually. Wow. Very, uh, yeah. No, he was a was very that 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 day at the convention was a, was a very wild day. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, w- I would look at it like she's a Tom Savini. Uh, sorry about that. My no worries. Life is going. Hold on a second. <laughs> um. So, uh, so yeah, so I would look at the like, this picture, uh, at, at picture like of him in the shop, and then you would have like a, uh, I don't know, some product. And oh, I've seen that product at Home Depot. I don't know what it's for, but I'll, I'm gonna go and buy it and experiment with it. So it was a bit of, of, of that kind of stuff. And uh, that's a really cool to, process. Uh, that's a really, really cool way to get going. It feels it, honest. It is, and I'm very envious of the people who who are coming out of the sh- of like makeup school and uh-huh. the work of the shop because they have a, a much wider range of, of things that they've touched in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, because my my apprenticeship on my own was from the age of eleven to about seventeen years old when I got my first job on a movie set. Seventeen. And, wow. Uh, I thought it was, it's funny that you're saying that because I thought I was a complete loser. I was like, what the hell am I doing? I'm wasting my life away. I am such a failure. I uh, like that. Um, but uh, uh, during that time, like for them, like they, out of, for six months or 10 months, whatever the, the schooling time is, about 10 months, I think. In 10 months, they've touched you a bunch of stuff. They do, you know, to do straight. Uh, like corrective makeup and fashion makeup and doing prosthetics and they've touched to a bunch of different materials they have an idea like for me it was like a seven years of just doing every <laughs> mistake I could possibly do I've burned my I've burned my house down I've encased my head in a plaster block, block you, plaster. hold up you like burned I, I, your house down I did yes I would love to hear about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, you can't just so, say so, that. Uh, let, let, let's do a sidebar for that, for, for the, the house burning event. Um, uh, so, <laughs> like, doing, like, I've done every mistake, so I don't know how, like, even now, to this day, I, I'm envious of them, but at the same time, when they, when did we start working on the shop with them, they don't have for sure they don't have the lack of experience that I have, but the main thing that's valuable to me, and, and even to this day, is that I don't know how to do anything. <laughs> I never know how we're gonna do something, but I know what doesn't work, <laughs> for sure. And that's the most valuable experience that I have. I, I know, like like when people are gonna be like, it's like, uh, they're, they're, they're like, when people like, we often do like sort of like a group brainstorming about like how we're going to do each effect. For the movie. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, what about if we try this? I'm like, nope, doesn't work. You'll, uh, you'll flood the place. <laughs> uh, what, uh, how about we try this? No, nope, you're going to burn his skin. Not going to work. <laughs> and they're like, how do you know? And then I, that's <laughs> my shirt and I have like this massive scar on my chest. It's like, no. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, no, it's, uh, uh, so I know I don't, again, that's the best way of describing it. I don't know how to do anything, 
that I know how <laughs> how what will not work. Usually the two have a good relationship and you figure out one from the other. Hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a that's a that's a good thing. Uh, as far as the house burning thing. Yeah, let's hear uh, it. <laughs> I, I was 14 years old, I think, and oh, I had like That's young enough. That's young enough. Yeah, I was like <laughs> My God, it didn't happen last year. Um, but uh, so what What happened was uh, I was, each summer, I had like one project per summer. I was like, okay, one, school finishes, this summer I'm going to make a mask. Right. Uh, that's going to be my, so I designed the thing and then I would sculpt the, the, the mask. Always a werewolf, often based on, on, on stuff made for the howling. Okay. Um, and uh, I would sculpt that. I would spend like a month sculpting my thing. And then it's just crazy long by today's standard. And then I would mold it. And then I would I would cast it and have latex do the hair, like paint to do the hair and all that stuff. So in the two months of summertime, I would always end up with a, like a cold mask at the end of the thing. However, one of the issues that was recurring year after year after year was that... I had a problem with undercuts. So, I don't know if you're, under, if you're familiar with undercuts, but undercuts is like, let's say if you're molding your fist and you're putting, so you, you do a bucket of plaster and you stick your fist in plaster and wait for it to, to, to come out. Mm -hmm. Like, to, you to, to set. Once, you're, once the plaster is set, because your fist is much larger than your, than your wrist, you'll never be able to, to get your you fist out without breaking the mold. Right. So, so in order to get around that, you need to do, so wherever it locks, that's called, that's called an undercut. Okay. So, right. so it's like, if you're taking like a sphere, like which is 360 degree, you need to have like exactly a cut at 180 degree mm -hmm. in order, like the perfect half in order not to lock. So if you have 182 degree on one side, your thing is, there's going to be one part of your mold that's going to lock in. Right. Uh, so either you, you can divide it in three, uh, so that way there's no way that's going to lock, or if not, you need to have 180 degrees exactly right on the dot. So so that's why molds are made in, in many parts, where if you're looking at action figures or anything that's manufactured in, in the industry, it's always like seam lines, and it's because there's a... There was a, an undercut somewhere. So I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know where my molds were always locking in place. I didn't get it. And then, and then when I was 14, I sort of like, I was like, well, what if I had some sort of like a material that had some flexibility to it <laughs> to, do my, to do my mold? Then I wouldn't have that problem. Like I could just like sort of peel the mold away. And it, even if it, if it locks a little bit, then I could actually sort of like, there's a little bit of a give, so I, it would sort of like open up as I would pull it away. And just so it happened in my, in our classes, uh, 14, I would have been in grade eight or grade nine. Uh, we were doing some stuff with paraffin wax in my art classes. Mm -hmm. So, in uh, as a as a good student and, and, and uh, model citizen that I was, I <laughs> brought a duffel bag to my school. Ah, I stole a, yes. a heater and a bunch of 
and a bunch of blocks of paraffin wax. <laughs> and uh, and I set that up, and I had like a, a nice shop in my room um, that I'd set up, so I was doing all the stuff there. And I had the heater, and I was melting the wax. I was like, paraffin was going to be a perfect material to make molds like that. And then I started like doing tests with that. So I did little sculptures, and I molded it with paraffin wax, and it worked. I was like, wow, this is great. And then I was like, whoa, hold on a second. It's almost 4 o'clock. I need to go to my uh, job at the grocery store. Ah. So I left, went to the grocery store, and then that night I went to my friend Sebastian's house. Uh, where I, I spend the night there and the following day my dad calls me and he's freaking mad and I can't I don't understand what's going on and he's, he's freaking mad and he's like you burned the house down he's like what? what's going on? so apparently I left and I left with the uh, I left the heater on with paraffin on it paraffin wax which is petroleum based and will ignite once it gets to a certain Jesus uh, so I didn't of course I didn't know all of that and my dad apparently called the house my sister uh, picked up the phone like oh what are you doing and I was like I don't know Uh, just like hanging out like is Adrian uh, around oh yeah I think he's in this room so can I talk to him so she opened up the door (laughs) the whole place is on fire (laughs) (laughs) holy shit the house is on fire the house on fire. His room is completely like burning down. <laughs> he was like, "Get the f out of the room! Get the hat!" And uh, he called me the the, the, the fire uh, the, uh, the fireman, which thankfully they were just at the end of the uh, of the block. We lived like one block away from them. Oh my god! And they came into the room and they hosed down everything. The house was burned down. Like my room was completely like was burned down. Down like the walls were burned down. down oh my god! Me to the beams like we're really really lucky that my that my sister didn't pass her and I'm really lucky that my parents didn't even talk to me after that yeah dude holy wow <laughs> that's did you lose like so you lost everything then all your work and everything yeah everything was really like I, I was really bummed because right above my uh, my workstation I had three original uh, Halloween 1978 original movie poster oh Halloween no. 2 and Halloween three that were right above my, oh, my workstation. That's just all of them burnt. That's a shame. Yep. What did you learn from that? That's a really young age to have a lesson like that. Uh, I've learned that paraffin wax will ignite <laughs> at a certain point, and it's not an ideal material to make molds without being supervised. <laughs> did that uh, change the dynamic of your relationship with your family? No, not at all. No. Well, no, they were, I, I will give them that. They, they were very supportive. Like my my dad, I live with my dad, and he, uh, you know, like he, like even after that, like he let me have the lockers in the basement, in which I turned into uh, a shop, and I was able to to do my first jobs from there. That's incredible. But like he would buy a new uh, washer dryer set, and he would show me, which was right next to my shop downstairs mm-hmm. and he would show me like oh Adrian look like this is cool like this look at this neat new feature uh, in the dryer you can put this, uh, this sort of like added add-on rack and you can dry shoes in there and I was like oh that's cool and then he'd come back like 10 minutes later like I knew it 
get away from that, and that'd be trying to stick like a werewolf mask <laughs> in the dryer. <laughs> that sounds so, like yeah, interesting. Yeah, very lucky. I, mean, I, was, I was very fortunate to have uh, parents that were patient and understanding. That's good, man. I can't imagine having to work against that. <laughs> making, like, sneaking well, around making these long masks. <laughs> oh. No, uh, I was lucky, and, and but, but even if they would have been uh, against it, I, I think I have the personality, I have a bit of a rebellious personality and a, and a no from someone that's just an encouragement for me to to follow follow my initial idea so. yeah you've got quite the uh and the rest was history backstory like a lot a lot of people especially seemingly in the industry today just kind of like float around until they find something and you you got the classic story of like yeah picked up my first guitar when i was eight and you know snuck home at night burn down my yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I think, I think that's the only way to, 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 to do it. Like, like when I, like, I don't think that it's impossible to, to achieve, and I'm not saying that I'm, that I'm great, but I, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking for other people. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that's impossible, it's impossible to achieve any sort of greatness without having the passion that comes with it. Right. Like it's, you know, I guess underdog parents who are coming with their kids to show, like their kids show some sort of like an interest in makeup effects, and then they're coming to the shop to uh, to show me their portfolio or ask me for advice, and then I will. Uh, and the parents are always like, and that's understandable. They're always like trying to see for the well-being of their of their kids. Right. And like, well, what should we go in school at? Uh, like uh, should he uh, should he become a dentist and if things go well then he uh, uh, you know like if his movie career his makeup effects art like career picks up he can do that it's like well if he studies to become a dentist he will never become a makeup artist that's it <laughs> sounds miserable like, and I, well he would be miserable but all but also it's just like the time that it takes to right the, the time investment whether to become a dentist. Or to become like you can't be both, like <laughs> you, 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 Jimi Hendrix, like the guitar example is a, is a good example. Like <laughs> Jimi Hendrix would have never. I don't know that Jimi Hendrix was studying to become a uh, a, a stockbroker. Like I think that he would have. Like he was. He was just into guitar, and that 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 was what he did. That's why he's, he's as good as, as he was. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. Uh... I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Trying to harness that, because like we, I got to think about practicality, but you just gotta just kind of leap sometimes, and you can't spend your time. Like I know so many people my age that are that have that like thought process where they're like, "Well, I'll do this, and then when I have money, yada yada, security, then I'll do this." And it's like, well, you know, you can, but if you spend the next 15 years in school. And then you like want like you're going to be a completely different person. You're going to lose the. You got to work on that yes. like passion consistently. I think. So. No, I still the older. Twenty. 
Freaking old, but huh? my, but my, but my, my best friend like always wanted to do horror movies. That's all he wanted. To do. Mm-hmm. So he's a working movie director, but he he, uh, he directs movies about women that are going through menopause. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's not at all what he wanted to do, uh, but <laughs> it's it's a paycheck, right? But but the difference is like, and I'm not. Not saying that I have the, the answers for everything. Like I do exactly what I, I wanted to do. Like since I was a kid. Like that's the like I, I was hyper focused on what I wanted to achieve. Like right. that, that was like there was I, I zeroed in and this is that's rare, man. I was I was like I, at twenty five. I'm going to be in California doing monsters and in, in one of the biggest makeup shops, if not my own shop. And I was there when I was 21, and I was already one of the art directors in one of the biggest shops. That's unbelievable. In California, so, so I I knew that from young young age. But let's see, like my friend, who's a movie director, when he's done between projects and he needs to go on vac- like to take a break, he goes on vacation with his wife. He goes down south. He goes on vacation, and and good for him. He's spending lots of time on the beach, and he has a nice tan. When I'm going on vacation, like when when I'm taking some time off, which is almost never, but if I'm taking like my my once every four years, like one month vacation, I stay at the shop seven days a week, and I make masks for myself. <laughs> so your job's not a job. <laughs> my job is not a job, but but. Like it's, but my friend always complains to me about like how he doesn't do what he wanted to do. But I think that you need in order to uh, to get where what you want. It's it's. I don't know if there's any other way, but but to to go all in and to to just dedicate yourself to the entirely different theory. Yeah, it's weird. There's this like I don't know. There's this weird energy of you just think like if you keep doing what you want to do and you keep hustling like it'll just happen for you. But then it seems sometimes like you can work really really hard and then still just feel sort of weird or like I don't know, unfulfilled or something. And that's a that's a strange thing to give and take advice on, especially someone from you who like you like did it. Like you did it since you were young and you have your own shop and like you've done copious amounts of film and like you're there, like you're at the spot. It, it seems, but it's like I don't know. Uh, well, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think the spot is, uh, is spot is yet to be yet to be reached. But one of the main things that there's a few things that, that you need to have, mm-hmm. I think, is that you need to yes be be passionate and be dedicated to to whatever cause you have uh, or goal you're you're trying to achieve. But you also have like, uh, but that's not all because you need to have talent for one thing. 
Ouch. You need to be realistic. You need to be realistic about the talent that you have, mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter if as dedicated as you can be. Because there's some people like that that come to the shop sometimes, and that's probably true for every uh, every pack you might you might take. It doesn't matter how passionate those people might be; they don't have the talent, but they're not objective. Like so, you're you're looking at their stuff. And it, uh, we'll talk about makeup effects here because that's a, a field that I know very well. So, uh, so you, you look at their you look at their stuff and you're like, wow, this is beyond amateur. This is this is almost. If the guy was not here, I would probably be rolling on the floor laughing right now. So so. Damn. Uh, and and maybe maybe I would pee myself a little bit. But just I a tad. On, so how would you uh, how would you do that as a makeup effect? Make someone pee themselves. <laughs> well, I that. have to do this in this in the movie I'm working on right at this mo- uh, right <laughs> at this moment. So uh, so I will not divulge to my, uh, my, <laughs> I'll, my I'll wait my secrets on this one. You'll have to wait until the movie comes out. That's <laughs> um, not even a joke. Uh, I have to do that. I can't wait. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, so so. Those people are, are are really beyond beyond hopeless. And then you ask them, you're like, so what? Um, how do you how do you see your stuff right now? Oh, I think it's good. And then you're like, do you, do you think it's as you think you're as good as like look at all the the heads and stuff that you see here in the office? Do you think that uh, it's as good as that? Oh yeah. <laughs> so either they're trying to. to bullshit me like thinking like oh if I say it I'm gonna believe it like he's gonna believe right. it or, or he's not really like he's had so many pats in the back from his family members who are not looking at this a objectively and are doing him a disservice by saying how good he is when he's not really that good yeah like, it's weird when some people like don't realize that they suck sometimes like I hate to yeah like you gotta be honest with yourself like always Obviously, there are some greats that are always going to... Like, everyone's always going to criticize everything they do. Like, it's it's not often you see people come along and they're like, yeah, I'm the shit, period. Like, everything I do is perfection. But, like, some people just don't have that thing where it's like, you got to you gotta knock yourself down a little bit, you know? Yeah, well, there's a lot of people, you'd be surprised, that really think that their stuff is really, really good. But you need to be objective and, and, and realistic about your ability. So yeah. it's not only about about talent but be able to recognize the talent or the flaws that you have or the or and and then be able to surround yourself with people mm-hmm. who will complete you in a way that that will be beneficial and and will fill in those those voids that you might have or those lacks that you, have, you might have so and then it's all about the way you're going to be interacting with people um uh, that's a big part of what's going to get you your next job. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many things that come into play, uh, and and it's uh, and it's it's a it's a long and tough path to 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 success in any field, given field that you that's a bit out of the ordinary. Like when I when I started in the movie industry when I was 17, I was shy beyond belief. So a conversation like what we're having right now, I would have never been able to do that. Right. Because I was just like way too, like I, I was a, a real recluse. I oh, was, so I'm one step ahead of you is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, that's right. Exactly. 
Yeah, and and the and the main thing, like I'm always uh, that's something that I've always said to my son. It's like the main, the most important thing that you that you the most important uh, important skill that you that anyone can have is communication. Mm-hmm. Like, like that goes that in my book that goes beyond above education, above talent, above wealth, above everything because. If you can communicate properly with people, that will give you, you'll be able to, to get the jobs. You will be able to get what you want because you can, but it's also communicating without being like an asshole about it. So that's right. also in the art of communicating uh, uh, adequately, if you will. You'll get the girls if, you, if that's what you want. Like you'll be able to talk yourself into it. Charming, charming people. That's the main thing. If you're talented, on top of that, while wow, the world is is open to you, like, and, and man, I've got some yeah. work to do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the insight. So, wow. How do you feel then? So you're almost. Uh, when's your birthday? In August. August. So you're hitting the big five zero next year then. Yeah. How, how do you feel? Now that you're almost at what it could potentially be a half point, fifty percent done. Oof. If you died I tomorrow, like do you think you'd be fulfilled? No, 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 because I. Uh, well, if I died tomorrow, I wouldn't know anyway. <laughs> Yeah, the light goes off. That's it. But but no, I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't be because I I I'd be. I was like, wow, there's so much. Like I I am obsessive about about perfection as, as anyone can be. Mm-hmm. And every movie that we do, I'm never happy with any of the results. And I'm always wishing that I could oh, go back in time. And, goodness. And, and to redo things. So I hope that one day I'll have a movie that I'll step away from right after we've done it, and I'll be like, "This is it. I, <laughs> this is I it. Can't do better than that. I did it. This is it. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I did it. I am great. Finally. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Uh, do you think that's okay? Yeah. Like, do you think that's a life? Uh, do you think people should live their lives, or or it's it's fruitful to live your life? Having never feeling well, like to, well to me to me it's a, that's a driving that's a driving force for me right but it's not for everyone and I, and I and I am I'm, I'm sort of uh, feeling sad for people who have to work with me because I'm I'm <laughs> I'm never happy about anything <laughs> that comes out of the shop at the same time I, I I the best compliment I've ever had was that. Are from the guys and that are working in the shop, and they say like, when I'm going on set, like it's actually more fun working at the shop when I'm around than when when I'm not there. Mm-hmm. So, so despite my uh, my high expectation for quality, like I guess that I, I still managed to make the, uh, the the shop being a fun environment to work in. So that's a, that's a good uh, good thing, I guess. Do you feel pleased with your relationships and with with non-career related 
like situations? Do you feel good with yourself at this point? I mean, obviously, you have to take career into into account, but fifty years is a is a lot of life. So I'm, I'm curious how where you feel comfort wise. With, with uh, I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty good with the um, like I'm I'm somebody who doesn't that doesn't take much to content. I'm happy with a lump of uh, mm-hmm. lump of clay and and my monsters uh, my mo- my stupid monster mask. <laughs> so that's all I need, and I'm I'm happy and and I think that I'm. Miserable guy to be around. If if, if <laughs> have as long as I have a lump of clay and a few monster masks around, but uh, but uh, I, I still I feel sorry for anyone who I'm sharing my life with because that's the main like as I said like that's the main driving force in, in my life. It's the it's really mask making and makeup and stuff. And that, that's, yeah. So that's is it just are you just constantly on, just always talking about it, doing it like? Like what yeah. else? What else do you do that takes time yeah. away from that, or nothing. is it just 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 yeah. it? I do nothing. I don't go on vacation. I don't do anything. That's all I do. And wow. That's, that's all that gives. That's all that gives me pleasure. Yeah, you're a nerd, man. Sorry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's that interests me. That's a just to be like. Doesn't seem like there's gonna be like a line there then between like career and and interests and like it just sort of. And and isn't your significant other also a makeup artist? She is. Uh, she had no choice if she wanted to see me. <laughs> how is how's that dynamic? Like, is she then like enthused with you? Consistent? Like, do you just constantly talk about that all the time? No, no, I, I don't talk. I don't talk about that. And and if and if you go to my personal house, which mm-hmm. I'm rarely there, it doesn't look like you could. And that's what people say, like. Most of the people that that are in the movie industry or like employees who end up going coming to my house, they they say like, "Wow, you not knowing that's what we do for a living, you you wouldn't you would have no clue walking your house that this huh. is somebody who who's into like horror movies and all that stuff." And there's nothing; it just looks like like a a clean and well designed uh, adult house kind of thing, like. Like it's modern and it's just like it looks nothing. There's a there's a King Kong movie poster over my computer station in the in the office, and that's that's it. That's the only <laughs> incline that that's there's the peak. Uh, that there's any. And, and and yeah, and if you look and we have a, a library, so I have like thousands of books. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of books on on on, on makeup effects and stuff. But hmm. yeah, so. Uh, working with uh, with Kathy is great. She's uh, she sort of runs the shop, and she's also a makeup artist, and she she handles like projects on her own. It's uh, it's great, but she doesn't share the same kind of passion that I do. So I I don't we don't really talk about movies or stuff like that. We'll, huh. we'll talk about the project that we have on hand, and uh, and uh, and how like how we're dealing with the deadlines and budgets and all that stuff, but it's not really, it's not really like the way me and, and my friends or my employees will talk about, about movies where we can go on for forever, just uh, right. dissecting every aspect of, of the film that we love. Uh, she doesn't, she does not, she doesn't do that. Huh. That's interesting. 
but it's it's good. It's not for everyone, but it's uh, it actually works uh, in this case. It seem it seems you've lived quite the full life up until this point, and that's that's I think really important. Is that I'm it's full? Very lucky. I'm, I'm very lucky. I uh, I, uh, I I cannot complain. It's it's, it's great. All right. Well, and and, and 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 you know, like one one of the main thing also, just to finish with that, like, I and and I don't take anything for for granted, and I don't get bored by anything. Like every day, like when I was when I was a kid, there was a, a magazine in France that I had bought. Uh, it's called Mad Movie, and they 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 had Mad Movies, and they had like really cool. They had like bunch of pictures that you've never seen anywhere mm-hmm. uh, in that magazine at least not in, in American magazines at that time and, and, and there was I remember seeing like there was an article on Chris Ruelis before he did the, the, the fly yeah and uh, he had done like was, was it humanoids from the deep or whatever he had done and it was um, a picture in a shop and there was like a shelf bought at Home Depot Maybe about like four foot wide, five a sh- five shelf like out of metal, and it was like it was filled with fake arms, severed heads, rubber masks, and uh, and I remember seeing that. I was like, whoa, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. I that's my goal in life is to have a shelf like this, filled with masks and rubber hands. That's all I want. And if I can have that, then I've made it. And uh, and. Uh, Every day I walk into the shop, like the shop is not a huge shop, mm-hmm. it's a decent size, it's about like 8,000 square feet, and it's filled with masks and animatronic alligators and werewolves and stuff like that, and it's cool displays, and there's people working around doing sculpting, cool sculptures of aliens and, and whatever, and every day I walk in that shop and I have like a, a, a a ray of sunshine that just hit me in the face. I'm like, how cool is this? How lucky am I to be to be working here and with those people in this environment? It's the best. I, I couldn't ask for more. That made me Very smile lucky. a lot. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just full of life. Yeah, it's it's great. I uh, really, I'm I'm incredibly fortunate. Thank you so much for giving me all this insight. I've got a lot to to think over. <laughs> all right. Of course. I hope cool. that uh when I make my way from Michigan to California, I can I can cross paths with you and and see see what it's like to have you pitch one of your brilliant <laughs> brilliant <laughs> 